ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the countries of Sweden, Canada and China, and the states of Texas, Tennessee, and Washington. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is celebrating three years of being on the air and of being a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. March must be my lucky month because not only did I celebrate three years of being your radio show host, I also celebrated my first month as a columnist for the newly launched publication, Dallas Yoga Magazine. It's in print and on the web. As Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, I'll be answering your questions in my column titled Ask Dr. Paula. Please click on the Ask Dr. Paula email link on this page to send me your questions. I'll answer them on the air or in the magazine. You can go to DallasYogaMagazine.com for my March and April columns and for all future columns. Please let me know what you think. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul. As you learn to hear the still, small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Listen to music. Music has the ability to change your mood. Pay attention to the kind of music that lifts your spirits and listen to it. Mozart is particularly uplifting. This is good for you and your children. Experts even recommend playing Mozart while you're pregnant to increase your child's IQ. Depending on what you choose to play, music can also help to calm you and your child before bed or after a particularly stressful experience. I used to love to play age-appropriate music in the car to create an experience rich with language, to entertain my children during long rides or to share in the fun of singing together or just enjoying a favorite album. I find it especially delightful when my children play the same songs for their children. It's passing on family traditions and shared experiences. Music is a universal language that speaks to the heart and mind and truly good music stands the test of time. My next workshop, Financial Abundance, What You Don't Know, also stands the test of time and is backed by popular demand. Financial abundance is a gift of love from the divine. As a child of infinite love, it is your birthright. All you have to do is remove the hidden blocks to receiving, know you deserve, and and open the door. Since there are numerous layers of consciousness from the surface levels, of the conscious mind to the deepest levels of the unconscious mind, the process of bringing financial abundance into your life does not always happen immediately. 
commitment, patience, faith, trust, and gratitude are the keys to nurturing your path to lasting financial abundance. What makes this financial abundance workshop different is that during our time together, you will discover and remove your hidden blocks, experience the feeling of deserving Open your mind and heart to receiving. Learn how to recognize and be grateful for every step along the way and get techniques to use on your own. We'll be at CSL Dallas on Saturday, May 20th. And if you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality, and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Aaron Labor, who will talk with us about making parenting joyful. Last week, Maria Felipe shared practical ideas for using A Course in Miracles to become happy. Maria's inspiration was her personal story. Although she was very successful in her career and love life, she was miserable on the inside. This is an all-too-common story for those of us who are willing to be truthful with ourselves. Most people, however, do not have the courage that Maria displayed. She was unwilling to continue to live with the disparity between her inner and outer life. She chose to do the hard work of healing, of forgiving herself and others, of finding the joy and happiness in life, even through challenges, and to learn to laugh freely at her past and present. She understands that forgiveness is for her own peace of mind and well-being and that forgiveness is not the same as allowing someone to continue to hurt you. When we forgive, we must also never forget when a person has a pattern of causing us physical, emotional, or financial harm, we are not obligated to allow that person to continue to repeat the behavior. In fact, if we truly want to behave be happy. We must forgive them and keep strong boundaries so that they cannot get close enough to harm us again. This inner strength is every bit as important as our outer strength. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on this topic, you can listen to our February 23rd show, Create a Happy Life with Carol Merlot. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule. Now it's time for my silver lining story. When I decided to have children, like most people, I had no idea what was in store for me. I had been teaching for several years. I'd like kids. I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I was prepared. Nothing, however, can really prepare you for the challenges of pregnancy and birth, followed by sleepless nights and babies who didn't read the books with all the details on what to expect and how to handle every situation. They seemed to defy all of the clear expectations that all babies were supposed to meet. With the intention of doing it better than my parents did, I muddled through somehow. As soon as I had some self-confidence as a mother, another child would come along who was totally different and therefore needed me to be different. I had to find my way through what seemed like an unending field of minds. The creativity that parenting demanded was astonishing to me. I went to counseling to deal with my own emotional pain, 
devoured books on parenting and child development, and I did my best to discover who each of my three children were and what they needed. They always found a way to keep me on my toes. I'm now a grandparent of five with my youngest about to have her first child. They have all entered into that phase of their lives where they truly understand the demands and challenges of parenting or are about to. Suddenly, they no longer have all the answers. They now experience the range of emotions and dilemmas that every parent must inevitably experience. And they are doing it as I did with no family nearby to lend a helping hand. The energy and emotional drain is not something that you can explain. It has to be experienced. Along the way, I did learn something about self-care. That's probably the biggest challenge, especially for mothers. Feminism was just blossoming in the 60s when I was in college. Gloria Steinem told us we could have it all. We could be career women, wives, mothers, volunteers. I believed her and did all of it at the same time. Not long ago, I realized that she was leading the charge as a single woman who only had to manage a career. She was right. We could do it all, but at a huge cost to ourselves. We overextended ourselves and drained our reserves to try to meet everyone's expectations and needs. There's been a lot of talk about work-life balance, and it's easier said than done. As parents and as human beings, we must learn to take time for fun, rest, sleep, relaxation. We must learn to push pause on the to-do list if we want to live a healthy, joyful, and fulfilling life. At one point, I took my watch off and started paying attention to what I needed and wanted. When was I hungry? When was I tired? What did I want to do? I started to listen for the joy-destroying words of must, should, have to. They became red flags. I began to question whether something was essential or just one more responsibility that I thought I had to meet. I started making choices that brought me joy, freedom, and happiness. As I've embodied that joyful energy, it influences everyone around me in the most positive ways possible. Our guest today, Dr. Aaron Leba, is a counselor who has been helping parents of young children for almost 20 years. In addition to writing her popular blog, she speaks often to parenting and child care groups. She's the author of She's the mother of three young children and has developed techniques that help parents feel joy in their parenting and in their relationships with each other. Her book, Joy Fixes for Weary Parents, will show you how. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you and repost videos that will make you laugh and feel good. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hey, can I drive out hate? Only love can do that. With all the violence, hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Then click on the link to read about and register for financial abundance, what you don't know or to schedule one in your area. Then go to calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Aaron Leba to talk about making parenting joyful. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. I hope you wrote down what your biggest challenge as a parent is. And I know there are many for all of us, even parents of adult children. I'm so pleased to welcome Erin Labor to talk about making parenting joyful. Welcome, Erin. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you. And I want to know where you were when I was a young parent. <laughs> so, um, tell us how you became interested in, and this is a life um, uh, uh, journey, challenge, um, interest. Yeah, I've, I've always loved kids. I was a social worker with kids and families for about 20 years and was a child development professor and social work professor. So I'd always, you know, loved learning about kids. And when I became a parent, I read every parenting book I could find. Um, and I found that when I had my own kids, I had about three kids in three years. And um, when I had them, I realized that there was just a lot that the parenting books I found didn't cover. And it was mostly about um, how to use tools in the everyday to kind of stay grounded and centered and feel really joyful um, all throughout parenthood, which is, you know, was really busy just trying to keep all the balls in the air or, you know, work and um, serve healthy dinners and kind of keep everyone everyone happy and really keep myself balanced um, during that time. And, and I think that's a key that most books or the books that I used to read really missed. It was all about the child, and nobody really paid attention to how the parents were feeling, especially who mother or father, whoever's that full-time caregiver, is it's so draining and and is so challenging emotionally and mentally and physically. I mean, there was a study I remember years ago where they had the best-toned athletes follow a two-year-old around, and the athlete couldn't (laughs) keep up. (laughs) 
But we mothers are supposed to be able to keep up. Right. <laughs> so how, um, what are some of the suggestions? How do you manage the minefield of parenting? Because you never know what's going to challenge you. Everything seems fine, and all of a sudden, disaster strikes. Right, right. Yeah, I think there's a lot to, um, I know you mentioned earlier, just about self-care for for moms and dads that they really, you know, try to feed themselves a lot of nurture themselves and kind of feed their passions through the things that they love and stay really connected in their relationships that they, you know, take that time for themselves to, so they can be, you know, really balanced and and feel like they're in a good place when things come up, which which they always do. Um, so when something difficult happens with their child, then they're, you know, not off, off kilter already. They're actually, you know, in a really good place to deal with it with a sense of humor or playfulness or, you know, with a, a sense of calm about it. Talk to us about <laughs> guilt for a minute because... I think it's relentless in, 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 for most of us in general, but especially for parents. We assume everything is our fault and that if only we had done this or that or the other thing differently, that even what we ate in pregnancy or, or drank or whatever, I mean, everything seems to fall back on the parent, and and whatever the child's actions are, we're responsible. That's been the biggest challenge of my life until really the last year where I finally let go of being responsible for everything. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's, you know, if our kids is struggling at soccer or struggling in a subject in school or with their homework, then, then we feel like it's our, it's our fault that we didn't train them the right way or play enough with them or, yeah, that parents do tend to kind of grab the guilt in the, in the room and put it right on themselves. Yeah, so how do, how do we let go of that? What are your suggestions? Because talk about destroying joy. I mean, that kills it in an instant because all you're focused on is what's missing as opposed to all of the incredibly wonderful things about your relationship and about your child. Yeah, yeah. I think one important thing is to, you know, really be aware of what your triggers are to guilt and kind of notice it when you're feeling guilty because I think a lot of times parents are feeling guilty, but it's it's kind of a feeling that's just under the surface and they might be feeling anxious or sad or angry, but it's really guilt that's kind of creating, you know, some of those feelings. So really to get curious about those feelings and, you know, take some time to look at, you know, where are their feelings coming from and then what can they do about them? How can they kind of honor them and express them and also notice their triggers to guilt, like if they're you know, our specific triggers that kind of set, set them off on, you know, on the roller coaster of guilt, what, what are, what's happening there. Um, I think another helpful thing could be just um, parents really setting priorities with their kids. Like, um, you know, research shows that 85% of parents still feel like they don't spend enough time with their children. But to, you know, look at a weekend and say, I'm going to take my child to, um, the library this weekend, I'm going to take them to the grocery store and we're going to go to the park, you know, for an hour. And those are my priorities. So if I get to Sunday night and I've done those things, you know, I'm I'm going to feel good about my weekend instead of kind of getting to Sunday night and feeling like I just did chores all weekend or I did errands and I didn't really get to spend that time with my child or, or things like that. Yeah, I think it's really understanding what's most important. And yes, we need a certain level of cleanliness uh, in in our homes for all of our health and well-being. And as you pointed out in in your book, even research shows that clutter can um, destroy our happiness or take away some of our peace and happiness. 
even still, even knowing all of that, there's a way that you can do it with less intensity or exactitude and to really focus or even to do it with your child, you know, even if they make a mess along the way. You know, how do you um, not let the responsibilities of life take over so that you miss the best parts of life? Right, and, and I think it's kind of about training your mind to really look for the good, to set those strong intentions and then kind of keep your eye out, keep your eyes peeled for those moments of grace or connection or love or, you know, just joy between between you and your child too, kind of thinking about how you want to create it and then noticing it when it's just right in front of you and, you know, really soaking that in and enjoying those those moments of connection. I think that is so very important, and I often recommend to people keeping a gratitude journal, even if it's only writing one or two things in the morning or at night, but it sets the intention and the energy for looking for what am I going to write, and so you're on you're looking for the good, the positive, the gratitude, as opposed to looking for what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you quoted research that that makes people happier in general. Yeah, it's unbelievable the research. I mean, behind gratitude and just kind of taking that time, whether you're writing in a gratitude app or a gratitude journal, or just kind of taking some time at the end of the night just to talk about what you're thankful for, that it affects your mood and your energy level and your health. Um, and one, one study showed that even just taking some time to journal about a positive experience um, reduced the health center visits of the of the people in this study for three months afterwards. So I think it can you know can really help you you know in all aspects of of life. So doing that often might keep you away from a doctor for visits other than your annual checkup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you healthy when your preschoolers are bringing home home germs. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I didn't understand you. Say that. Oh, again. I said I said it can he- keep you healthy when you're you know getting the germs from daycare or preschool. <laughs> right. You know the germs that parents deal with. <laughs> right. Yes. Staying healthy is is an essential <laughs> if you want your full faculties to be able to really function. Um, and especially when they're sick, if you're both sick, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me what your favorite suggestion is. Um, that's, yeah, one of my favorite suggestions is, um, is about creating kind of like five-minute um, connections with your child, like five minutes, 15 minutes, or like an outing with them. So in like five minutes, just being able to get that connection, like by, you know, putting your hand on a child's shoulder or giving them a hug or kind of sitting down next to them and asking them what they're doing or playing catch for five minutes or, you know, sitting on the stoop and drinking, you know, a nice, like an apple juice with them watching the bunnies hop around in the yard. So just kind of like pausing and and taking that time to just enjoy your kid, connect with your kid and kind of like, you know, fuel that bonding process. Um, And then in longer periods, I think of it like, you know, 15 or 30 minutes is when, you know, you might sit sit down on the floor with them and play whatever they want to play, whether it's dollhouse or puppet show or build a, blank, a fort out of blankets or, you know, build with Legos, just kind of really giving them your presence. Because if you can kind of stop, you know, looking on your device or doing chores or, you know, just the busyness of, of parenting and you can just slow that down and be very intentional about that time that you have with kids, then I think that really helps you feel a lot better, like more joyful. And also your kid just lights up because of it. And then, you know, those longer times, just thinking about like, if I'm going to take a, if a child to the grocery store, just looking at that as really special time together, just one-on-one time where, 
it could be playful and fun and, you know, um, we can make a game out of things or, you know, it can be kind of a bonding experience even though we're doing a chore <laughs> just to, you know, really tune in and be present. And I think if th- that also helps kind of um, tune into the moments of joy of parenting. So it can kind of help give give energy for, you know, loading the dishwasher three times or, or doing 10 loads of laundry because you've had those real moments of connection, too, with your child. Well, and, and I think it's also showing your child that, you know, that there doesn't have to be a division between work and joy, that you can find ways, you know, whistle while you work, that you can find ways to make the daily chores um, enjoyable and and opportunities to relate to your child and teach them, draw them in. I mean, they can help you look for the cereal box or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or decide, like, you know, let's do a good deed and let's get your sister something she would really love from the grocery store. Your dad, what would he really love? And kind of look at it like bring out the kindness in both of you <laughs> or thoughtfulness. Yes, I like that. You talked about the importance of kindness. Talk about that a little bit more, how important that is in relationships. Yeah, I think, you know, as parents, if we're kind of thoughtful about modeling kindness for our child, both with them directly, but also kind of doing good deeds with them, like, you know, just kind of drawing their attention to the ways that they could be kind, whether it's, you know, writing a sweet thank you card and coloring a nice picture for their grandma to say, you know, thanks for baking us that banana bread or thanks for taking us to that movie the other day. Um, you know, or like if a, if a friend of theirs is sick and kind of dropping off, you know, a bottle of Gatorade or chicken soup for them just to just to be thoughtful with them and, and I think kids just delight in that and it's also so good for us too to think that way and kind of train ourselves to think about you know what kind of thing could we do today could we shovel the neighbor's walk or you know could we be extra friendly with you know somebody who's sad or, or whatever it is. Um, and you say that kindness is the most important factor in happy relationships, so you're really building the groundwork for your child to have positive, healthy, happy relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just want to add to that, too, and then to move, um, and then we'll go into um, break but and, and come back to talk more about this. But I think it's also important that we understand that the kindness is two-way, that not one for one. It's not an expectation that I did something nice, so you're going to do something nice for me but also an awareness of, you know, I do all these nice things for people. Does anybody do something nice for me? Because, again, it's that um, balance and that self-care that sometimes we're only givers and people need to um, also be able to receive and be aware of the balance in their life, not maybe in a specific relationship, but in their life. And we'll talk more about this when we come back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter in my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, and healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down how you're going to create more joy in your family life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Erin Labor to talk more about making parenting joyful. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how you're going to create more joy in your family life. I'm so glad we're here with Erin Leba talking about making parenting joyful. Um, Erin, it's a delight to have you on the show. And I was wondering if you would pick up on what we were talking about uh, at the end there where kindness is just is not just one person it it should also be received yeah i think i think it's you know health, healthy or helpful to look at relationships and also look at what you're getting out of the, a relationship and making sure that you know it's a it's a two-way street and you're you know having people also sh- show up for you or, and, you know, call, call you to do things or do, do kind things for you sometimes as well as you doing that for them. Thank you. I'm, I'm also curious, you were talking about the um, smartphones and putting our devices away and I, I, just to relate a personal observation, I was at um, a restaurant and this mother was buying, she had preschoolers, two or three with her, and she was buying them a treat. And they sat down and the entire time I was sitting at the table across from them, she did not say one word to any of those children the entire time she was on her smartphone. And all I could think is, what, what kind of relationship do these children have with this woman? Do they ever talk to her? Does she, is she ever present for them? And I, so what do you recommend? How do you, how, because I know there's also a lot of research about how um, our smartphones are addictive and how even the people who manage the smartphones know how to, um, to keep you coming back so they send you batches of Facebook messages and so on so that you're kind of programmed after about 15 minutes. If you don't look at your smartphone, you start to get anxious. Literally, you get cortisol, you get stress hormones into your body because you've been trained to look every 15 minutes and check who's doing what, what's, who's messaging me. Yeah, I think, I think they're incredibly addictive and, and addictive for parents too because sometimes, you know, the, sometimes parenting can be like a lot of downtime. So it's like 
you know, definitely a time when parents check their phones a lot when their kids are playing and they're kind of playing or they're kind of not, you know, and they're, and they're checking, checking a lot of times. But I think it's um, important to look at what, what you're missing out on. Like you said, those moments of presence, of bantering with kids, you know, talking about the weather and grandma's birthday party coming up or, you know, just naming little things and they're learning vocabulary from that or relational skills from those interactions. Um, and also, you know, just kids love, love it when you're really present with them, whether you're just observing them or, you know, you're joking with them. So really making sure that you're not missing out on those, those magical moments because you're drawn to your device, like you said, every 15 minutes or just so sucked into things that, um, that you're missing those, that fun that you could be having at the park, you know, really pushing your kid on the swing or playing hide and seek with them at the park or, or having that, that presence with them. I think also, you know, it, it seems like checking your phone kind of gives people a hit of like dopamine, like they get that, you know, positive chemical in the brain of like a connection that they made, like a friend commented on the post that they had or, but it's so brief and it's so fleeting. And like you said, in the long term, we know like checking Facebook makes people actually feel worse about themselves or checking their phone all the time, you know, makes them... I read one research article that said it makes you 20% dumber every time you're, you're interrupted. Like you can't remember things as, you know, 20% less because you're constantly interrupted from what you're doing. So I think just looking at the big picture of, of wellness and there's, ac- there's actually an, uh, something you can put on your phone it's called checky or moment and it can tell you how many times a day you check your phone or how many minutes you're spending on it, um, you know, just to, to check yourself like that. But I think that the bigger thing is remembering, you know, that this childhood, it's so fleeting. It only happens once. It goes by so fast. And, you know, really controlling yourself to, to put the phone down. Uh, yes, and I think it's also sending, I, I think one of the things that might help people is realizing the message you're sending to the people who you're choosing the phone over, you know, the message you're sending to the person across the table from you is you're not important, oh, some random person is more important than the time we've carved out to be together. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's I think a, a sad message to give your child that you know somebody who I may not have ever even met personally is sending me a message and they're more important than you are. I mean that's the unwritten. I was an educator and we talked about the written curriculum and the unwritten curriculum, and what kids really learned was the unwritten curriculum. In other words, the unspoken what you were really teaching that wasn't written down but by who you were and the way you conveyed information and the way you treated people and the values that you espoused and lived, those were the things that the kids learned. And so I think we need to ask ourselves, what are our children learning from us when we, by our behavior, tell them that this phone is more important than you are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, there are a lot of challenges, I think, to um, parenting these days that are, uh, you know, even more, um, create e- even more, uh, I don't know, more, more to pay attention to. And, well, maybe it's just different. Maybe there were always challenges and what's happening now is just are just different challenges but important ones because we don't know enough about what all of this is doing to us um, I, I, I want to go back to what you said earlier you were talking about honoring our feelings like sadness anger fear most of us, whether we're parents or not, don't want to look at those emotions. How do you, um, what do you recommend to people? Because 
Well, I think what we usually do is want to deny it because we think it's saying something bad about us. How could I possibly resent my child? How could I possibly wish that, you know, or think about my life was better before I had these children when you're in one of those moments of, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> you know, and, and we do have these horrible thoughts. And, and to face them as, as part of us, as um, Carl Jung said, the shadow side of us, or Freud said the ego, uh, the id and the ego, I guess, how, how do we allow ourselves to hear and acknowledge the painful thoughts that we have and feelings that we have so that we can um, deal with them and not let them hurt us or our children or our relationship with our children. Yeah, and I think it's it's really important to make time for, you know, some of those hard, harder feelings and make time for our sadness or to really, you know, be able to get curious and, and look at that without feeling feeling bad about it. I think it's comforting to know that, you know, a lot of parents are struggling with loneliness, with sadness, with, you know, anxiety or exhaustion, and that it's it's just very normal, you know, like you said at the beginning of the show, for new parents to feel like that. Um, but I think one thing they can do, one thing parents can do is to give themselves some downtime, like, you know, take long walks, you know, go for go for a walk or give themselves some time to just kind of rest or even journal for 20 minutes and kind of surrender to the page and kind of see, you know, what might come out on the paper because there's a lot of feelings that might just be under the surface where, you know, parents are like, everything's fine and I'm keeping it all together. But then when they do take that time, they can kind of notice, you know, what what some of those deeper, you know, harder feelings are because they've given that a little bit of space to come out, like whether they're journaling or, I think um, checking in with their body can be really helpful and just to kind of do a quick body scan and notice, you know, what, is there a lump in my throat? Is there a pin in the bottom of my stomach or my neck is tight? Like, what's that about? You know, where are those emotions showing up in my body and, and what are they about? Am I anxious, you know, about my child's health or about my work project or, you know, am I feeling sad about, about something that... I'm just feeling low energy or, you know, and just getting curious about that and really taking some time on that. And then the, la- the last thing, probably the most important would be just to try to talk about some of those feelings with other people, whether it's like a partner or family member or friend um, or a counselor and getting, you know, booking eight counseling sessions and just giving yourself some time for self-care, for kind of checking in with all those emotions and realizing that there's so many huge life changes that you've undergone in having kids, whether it's, you know, job changes or you're not really doing the same things with your free time or, you know, your life just looks very different and really giving yourself that space to process those things instead of just getting mad at yourself for for not feeling perky all the time. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much, Erin, for sharing your knowledge and wisdom. Um, I truly appreciate um, what you've gone through to get the information you have and then to share it with us. And I'd like to encourage people to go to erinlaba.com for more and also to purchase her book, Joy Fixes for Weary Parents. You can do that by clicking on the link to my resources page on on, uh, the page you're on. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, also click on the link to like us on Facebook, go to my store to purchase my books and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing or remote healing, past life regressions or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops such as Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Finding the Silver Linings. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, 
which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients prove their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Then click on the link to register financial abundance, what you don't know, or to schedule one of these in your area. Go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your question or inspirational story. I want to hear from you. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process meetup group. Click on the link on this page. And if you want to come to our Love Frequency Circle on May 6th at 4.15, please email me. We'll do a guided meditation to raise the vibration for peace and love within ourselves and on the earth. Please join us next Thursday right here when Atherton Drenth will tell us how to stop the negative voices and find inner peace. On May 11, when Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli will tell us how to help our children cope with fear, stress, and chaos of our time. On May 18th, when Bailey Gaddis will talk about being a feng shui mommy. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.